Hello, my name is Rick Pearson. Welcome to Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. You know, last week we joined you from New City Church in Brantford, Ontario, with part one of our message entitled, The Church Triumphant in Bible Prophecy. Today we'll finish that message, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. If you were with us last week, you would have seen how our church in Canada is a diverse group of individuals from multiple nations, colors, and ethnic backgrounds. We proved that when people make biblical New Testament protocol part of their personal constitution, there's no room whatsoever for critical race theory to exist in their thought life. However, when a nation turns its back on God, and starts judging people by the color of their skin or their ethnic background, it leads to weak, fragmented society rich for the plucking of fascist rulers who want to divide and conquer that nation. When that darkness invades a culture, you can expect all hell to break out, and according to Scripture, the society becomes reprobate, confusing goodness for evil and evil for goodness. But what happens when God says enough is enough? What happens when He moves His hand and invades that darkness with the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Now, according to Scripture, before the latter-day nation of Babylon the Great receives her judgment, that is exactly what the prophets told us would happen. In other words, for you who are discouraged when you see the darkness rising, don't be. God has a plan, and it will amaze you how history is about to repeat itself as He prepares His bride for the greatest exodus in Bible prophecy. Welcome to part two of our message from Canada, and you are there. In studying both the Old and New Testament Scripture, there are events that happen then and there that emulate or symbolize events that will come sometime in the future here and now. In some cases, these events have already been fulfilled, but in others, we are still waiting. The definition of the word foreshadow is to be a warning or indication of a future event. Typology, on the other hand, is when a person or type of situation that occurred in the past repeats itself to be fulfilled in the future. When Jesus tried to explain to his disciples that he would have to die and be raised again from the dead three days later, he referenced the example of Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. In this example, the life and calling of Jonah foreshadowed the life of Jesus. The Holy Spirit, who was manifesting the miracle in Jonah's life and calling, would also manifest in the life of Jesus, but to a much greater extent. It was the Holy Spirit calling Jonah to deliver a word of judgment to Nineveh. But Jesus was the word of the Spirit 
whose life would ultimately deliver mankind from the day of coming judgment. In like manner, Joseph was a type or foreshadowing of Jesus in the Old Testament. He was rejected by his brethren, sold into slavery, and innocently cast into prison. Ultimately, however, Joseph miraculously came out from the pit, entered into the palace, and was given divine authority to bring deliverance to the very same family and brethren who had betrayed him. The moving of God's Spirit then and there have given us examples, foreshadowing types of situations that the New Testament believer will experience here and now. Perhaps the greatest event in Bible prophecy yet to be foreshadowed is that of the coming exodus or the catching away of the church. Moses, through God's Spirit, was used to deliver incredible signs and wonders immediately before the exodus then and there. But should we expect to see similar manifestations of God's Spirit immediately before the coming exodus, here and now? Will God harden the hearts of those who refuse to worship Him here and now, similar to how He hardened the heart of Pharaoh and the Egyptians then and there? The catching away of the church will be the greatest exodus in Bible prophecy. According to Scripture, it will come quickly and in the twinkling of an eye. But will we be warned immediately before it happens? Will God's Spirit move with signs and wonders like He did for Moses before both judgment fell on Egypt, but deliverance came to the Jews then and there? Will God raise up prophetic voices to forewarn of the coming judgment? Will non-believers laugh and scoff at believers here and now, just like they did then and there? Will God rain down His Spirit on us, like He did for Moses? Will miracles, signs, and wonders precede this so-called coming exodus? For an insight into what the Word of God foreshadows, please join us at New City Church as host Rick Pearson unveils the secret things in Scripture of what we should look for here and now before the coming exodus takes place. Welcome to New City Church as we conclude our message concerning the church triumphant in Bible prophecy. The beast is a man, and according to scripture, he will be a brutal fascist dictator ruling this government, and he will make Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin, and Mao seem like choir boys. The Bible says he will literally be possessed by Satan himself. And the ten horns which thou sawest, the ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast, they will have one mind. It won't be the mind of Christ. And they will give their power and their strength unto the beast. Our book, The Hour That Changes Everything, published over 18 months ago, quotes Rex Murphy concerning the, his views on COVID-19, the United Nations, and the World Economic Forum. And I quote what Rex said from a secular humanist viewpoint and from a journalist viewpoint. He said, nevertheless, the raging pandemic, having wrecked the world's economies, is being taken as a cue by various eminent globalists to pursue a totally unrelated agenda. Rather than being described as an opportunity, this should be seen as opportunism, pure and simple. Murphy went on to say a combination of United Nations satraps, tech billionaires, and naturally the apocalyptic environmental contingent have decided that this 
time of anxiety and disruption is a perfect moment to push their 2030 agenda, which is a new world order, one world government. Oddly enough, the number one sponsor of critical race theory, BLM, Antifa, and over half the current Canadian Senate are financed and funded by the World Economic Forum. However, the new world order is not really my concern at this time. The new world order is the eighth of eight providential nations in scripture. And I'm not planning to be here when they arrive. Why? Because there is going to be a supernatural exodus that will take place immediately before they come into, into power according to this book. And the new world order is in for a big surprise. They think that they're going to create a utopia. Now, a utopia is an imagined place of state of things in which everything is perfect. But the Bible foretells us that once they rule, it's going to be a dystopia. A dystopia is an imagined state of society in which there is great suffering or injustice, typically one that is totalitarian or post-apocalyptic. Jesus even gave his opinion of the new world's order world. He said, for then shall be great tribulation, says as it was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. The Bible tells us there have been times of persecution all throughout history. In 550 BC, Haman built a gallows to hang Mordecai's Jewish family. However, God used those gallows to hang Haman's family. In 1946, Hitler shot, gassed, and burned the Jews, trying to genocide a whole nation. But eventually, Hitler bit down on a cyanide capsule, shot himself in the head, and had a devout Nazi socialist soldier burn him. What the demons did through Hitler to persecute God's people, God eventually had those same demons return the favor on Hitler. Whatever you plan on doing to God's people, eventually God will do it to you. And what the World Economic Forum is doing to the people of God, God is going to do to them. When you proclaim climate change, when you proclaim that climate change is presumptuously caused by man, God will give them a climate change specifically caused by man. When you create a worldwide food shortage that starves black children in Africa, God will give you a food shortage that starves your children in North America. When you promote LGBT initiatives in grade schools, making innocent children question their gender, taking a children away from parental guidance, and mutilating their reproductive organs as young as 11 years old, the question is this. Are you grooming children for what they need or for what you want them to become? Jesus Christ emphatically warned his church, be careful how you treat innocent children. Yeah. 
Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my children, you have done it unto me. Nobody in this church culture has the right to judge someone for their gender or their sexual orientation. But that judgment is a two-edged sword. Matthew 7 says, judge not lest ye be judged, for with what measure you meet, it shall be measured unto you. That's right. We're not into judging people. But if the cancel culture tries to cancel those who follow biblical protocol, the Bible promises that God will terminate their culture, and according to scripture, he's going to do it with extreme prejudice. Genesis 19, angels came to Lot to warn of Sodom and Gomorrah's coming judgment. The men of Sodom got angry at Lot, and they said, have you come to judge us? He didn't come to judge them, he came to warn them. We will do worse to you than we will do to the visitors who we want to sexually violate. The angels came and the people of Sodom wanted to force them into sexual activity. Lot said, don't do this. The next day, Sodom and Gomorrah was burned to the ground. In my book, Babylon Rising, it should be behind me, written 30 years ago, I researched what the 1987 LGBT agenda proclaimed then and there. And I have compared that claim to what is happening here and now. In my new book that's going to come out in January called The Coming Exodus. Following is the documented militant agenda of the LGBT which is fully backed by the World Economic Forum. In 1987, 35 years ago, the gay community news posted this. We shall sodomize your sons, we shall seduce them in your schools, on your dormitories, in your gymnasiums, in your locker rooms, in your sports arenas, in your seminaries, in your youth groups, and in your movie theaters. Wherever men are together, all laws banning homosexuality will be revoked. Be careful when you speak of homosexuality, because we are always among you. The family unit will be abolished. All churches who condemn us will be closed. Our only gods are handsome young men. The, the word God in this is spelled with a small g. But there's coming a day when you're going to hear from the big G. Hello, folks. Karen and I would like to personally thank you, our prayer partners. And our monthly supporters who are helping us spread God's word concerning America's role in Bible prophecy. In order to help you reach friends and other loved ones with this teaching, please listen to this very special message. In these end times, it is more important than ever to reach the lost. That's why Rick and Karen Pearson have assembled all of their teaching into this powerful study kit. For a gift of just $200 plus shipping and handling, Prophecy USA will send you a free study kit of five books, five study guides, and a DVD teaching aid discussing each chapter. Or for a gift of just $375 plus shipping and handling, you will receive a free study kit of 10 books, 10 study guides, and two DVD teaching aids. Call today at 1-888-306-1759 
or visit us online at prophecyusa.org to send your gift and begin sharing these important prophetic teachings. God's proclamation for the shedding of innocent blood is this. So you shall not pollute the land wherein you are, for blood it defileth the land, and the land cannot be cleansed of the blood that is shed therein, but by the blood of him that shed it. Defile not therefore the land which you shall inhabit, wherein I dwell, for I the Lord dwell among the children of Israel. The sacrifice of 65 million children in North America, according to scripture, has defiled our land. Judgment is not possible. Judgment is guaranteed. But before that judgment comes, God has promised us in scripture. He will move his hand one more time. God is going to give a final altar call for the nations to come back to him, and most of them will not listen. But there is a remnant. <laughs> there is a remnant who hear his voice, who follow his word, and who obey his commandments. And I have the awesome privilege to speak to that remnant. Revelation 18, 4 said, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partaker of her sins, that ye receive not of her plagues, for her sins have reached to heaven. This verse is concerning Babylon the Great. There are divine secrets woven into Scripture that are waiting to be fulfilled. America has already fulfilled, and Canada has already fulfilled 53 biblical descriptions of the seventh nation called Babylon the Great. And according to scripture, multiple scriptures, her judgment will come in one hour. The scriptures behind me tell you that that judgment will be by fire. Prophesied in writing no less than eight times in scripture. This is how the seventh nation will end. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, she shall be utterly burned. For in one hour thy judgment is come. For in one hour thy judgment is come. For in one hour she is made desolate. Fear God and give him glory, for the hour of his judgment has come, O Babylon. But these two things shall come to thee in a moment, in one day, the loss of children and widowhood. Babylon shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. Isaiah 750 BC and in 630 BC, Jeremiah prophesied the same thing and said, Babylon shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. Now technically, this judgment will probably come from a preemptive nuclear strike. It will come from three of seven nations that will attack Israel in the yet to be fulfilled Gog, Magog, War. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah 51, 27 names three nations that burn Babylon the Great and utterly destroy her. Today, those nations are located in the geographical region of Russia, Iran, and Turkey. The carnage that is currently happening in Ukraine using conventional weapons of modern warfare 
is nothing compared to what is going to be released upon North America if she doesn't come back to this book. Conventional weapons cannot destroy a nation in one hour. But man's technology has finally caught up to Bible prophecy. And it will only take one fascist idiot to push some buttons and in one hour, Bible prophecy will be fulfilled. But before that event takes place, before the bombs burst, before the fire falls, and before the great exodus, in the, the greatest exodus in the history of the Bible takes place, according to scripture, we're gonna have a revival. Amen. And it will be second to none in history. The Bible says Jesus would come to us in two ways. Hosea prophesied, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the early and as the latter rain unto earth. 20 years before Hosea gave this prophecy, the prophet Joel prophesied of the Lord's coming. He also used the analogy of the early and the latter rain. Jesus used the analogy of the Holy Spirit would pour out of us like water. Joel 2.23 says, Be glad, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain. Several verses later, Joel explains, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. In those days I will pour out my spirit. On the day of Pentecost, 50 days after Christ's ascension, the Holy Spirit was poured out and Peter referenced these scriptures. But several years after the day of Pentecost arrived, James revealed a specific time sequence for this revelation. Now Jesus was gone, Pentecost had come, but Jesus, the husbandman, the bridegroom, is still waiting for something to happen before he comes for his bride. He's waiting for the early and the latter rain to fall at the same time. James 5, 7 says, Behold, the husbandman waits for the precious fruit of the earth. That would be you and me. And hath long patience for it, until he receives the early and the latter rain. Now, when Jesus walked on the earth, he carried the early rain, the Old Testament anointing. When he left, he sent the Holy Spirit, and the disciples experienced the latter rain coming out of them. But no generation has ever experienced the early and the latter rain fall at the same time. No generation has ever experienced the Old Testament anointing and the New Testament anointing falling at the same time. And I call that the church of a double portion. It will be a very swift, quick revival when this happens. The event will fall immediately before the greatest exodus in Bible prophecy that we call the catching away of the church. 
And God uses the first exodus with Moses as a foreshadowing of things to come. Moses was the greatest prophet in the Old Testament. He wrote the Ten Commandments, and God used Moses as an example of how he would speak to future prophets. Moses also had the greatest signs and wonders. Those miracles were given immediately before the exodus to the promised land. Each of the ten miracles Moses performed defied each god that the Egyptians worshipped. God was more concerned with proving to the nations that the God of Israel was the Most High God by op openly defeating the gods of Egypt. But how does Moses' exodus relate to the coming exodus we're looking for? We find that answer in Exodus chapter 14. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Piharepa, I cannot pronounce that, but go down to Migdal, that's the name of the city, over against Baal Zephon. Now, Migdal was a town on the Red Sea. He said, Go there and place yourself in front of Baal Zephon. God told Moses, to go to Baal Siphon, and that was the same God that Jezebel worshipped and did child sacrifice to. It's the same Baal in 850 BC that Elijah called down fire on and cut off the heads of 450 priests of Baal. This is a demonic spirit that these people worshipped. And it's the same demon spirit that would seduce Latter-day Babylon to sacrifice their children to. The god of Moloch, which is part of Baal worship, demanded that you sacrifice your child to him, and then he would bless you financially, which is the number one motivation for abortion today. And God said to Moses, I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts and the Egyptians may know that I am God. God's plan was to harden Pharaoh's heart before the Exodus, which is exactly what he's doing right now in the cancel culture of North America. When North America when North America's reprobate culture tries to cancel God's culture, the Bible says that God will exterminate their culture with extreme prejudice. Look what he did to Pharaoh and the Egyptians before the Exodus. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. He went to persecute them. And all the horses and the chariots of Pharaoh and all his horsemen and his army overtook them. And the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold the Egyptians marched after them and they were sore afraid. Folks, if you're concerned about the bold audacity of those who oppose this book, don't be afraid. That's right. 
God is setting up the exodus for us. Don't get scared. Just get ready. Something good is about to happen to you. <laughs> the Bible says, hold your peace. S calm down. Stand still and put yourself in rapture position. Stretch your hands up to the sky because the Son of God is passing by. <laughs>